wait no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, and is here on this very podcast each and every Thursday, where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation. And today, we got a whole lot of news. We got PlayStation 5 leaks from PlayStation themselves. We got PlayStation cracking down. We got Ubisoft donating to awesome causes. We got our Days Gone giveaway, but before we get into it, the greatest co-host whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, for the most part, I nailed it. <laughs> you did. Congratulations, Chef. Oh, my I God. I know life's been crazy for you, and you, you, you killed that. Oh, God. That one. That one's for you, Grandpa. I did it, man. Huh. Oh, And with us this week, yes, we brought back another host because we had to. It's Mr. Alex Van Aken from OK Beast. How are you, sir? I'm doing very good. Thank you guys for having me. Man, I'm Anytime. feeling the energy. I'm feeling it. And now we've collected <laughs> them all. Like, we got Alex the on the part. show. For the most part. Like, as we got like a quarter of it. You we're we're getting our OKB okay called it. We yeah. got three of them now. We got three of them. <laughs> yeah. Right? Which, which Infinity Gem am I? I don't know. Uh, what I don't would, know the Infinity what Gem. Is, what would Blessing be? <laughs> Blessing's like He'd probably be like, game. what's the most evil one? Like, <laughs> uh, reality? He could just reality, make a scene yeah. and think what he wants yeah, us to see. That's reality. <laughs> Man, so with that, guys, gang. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. This is a packed yes. show. But before we get into all that, what have you been playing? I'm going to start with you, our guest, Alex Van Aken. What have you been playing, my dude? Oh, man. Um, I have been playing um, Dreams. came out uh, as of this recording yesterday yeah. on PS4. The Dreams Early Access Creator Program X 2.8 HD, something like that. <laughs> whatever, they, whatever they named it. Um, yeah. I'm playing Dreams. So it's the version that is currently out is just to create your own uh, levels and creations and music, and then you can explore other people's um, whatever they made. So there's no campaign or story mm. right now, but it was thirty dollars. So, I, so I how are you like liking it? I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have mostly just checked out other people's creations mm-hmm. um, because I feel like it's a, it's going to be, I want to dive in to the creation tools myself, but if I'm going to do that, I want to like dedicate several hours to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I can like really get used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but for now I've just been kind of jumping um, from like, you know, project to project. I, I've seen there's like several tech demos on there that are just kind of like, is there uh, anything what, from like the staff themselves? There is. Yeah. I, but I skipped that, and I just okay. went and played. I just wanted to see what the community was doing immediately. And um, how so was I, it? Like only hours after like launch, is there yeah, so, a- or any things that are impressing you? Like, yeah, actually, very much so. So I think some of the stuff actually carried over. Mm-hmm. Oh, if they awesome. were in the beta, mm-hmm. then their stuff carried over. Um, and so super rad. I played. So I played some off. projects that were definitely like. A couple hours old, and then I played several that were like people will spend uh, like a month making this. I played a, um, I think the first thing I played was an RPG um, called uh, Slayer Scrolls or Scroll Slayer or something. And it was like you started out in this pub, and I, I was like, all right, let's go outside and explore. And then I realized like you're locked in this pub. And so you have to go talk to the bartender, and there's like, mm-hmm. there's an assassin here looking for you. Um, and no voices. The, yeah. He just sounded like that in my head. <laughs> and he was like, you got to go see the assassin before you can leave the bar. And I was like, okay, well, I'll do that. And so there was like this whole thing where I had to like take the, the assassin walked away, I guess. Mm-hmm. I took his drink, filled it up with poison, gave it to him and he, he died. And then I was able to leave the bar and like go on a quest to kill a dragon. It was all very like, that's awesome. Basic, yeah. but it was really, really impressive. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, 
like when the dragon came, but it wasn't like a don't picture like a Skyrim dragon. Picture like a <laughs> a, a dark clay, little, like almost like a claymation looking. Yeah, very like low resolution dragon, yeah. but it was still cool nonetheless. Yeah, and he had like one or one animation really, but. He came and set like the forest I was in on fire, and I kind of it kept going, but I quit after that. Like, you can save your progress in all of these um, the little games. games, so I can come back later and pick up my progress. Dude, that's so I'm awesome! Mm-hmm. And again, like this is just day one. So, like you, you see the magic. It's not just me because Luke Lore hates when we talk about what? dreams. Yeah, he's just awesome. He, yeah, it's awesome. I played. I will say there is a game that I played. It was. I think they said it. They made it in a month. Mm. It was called. It's called Cave In, and I believe it's by like Drowsy Badger or something like that. That's the creator, mm-hmm. and it's a 3D platformer set in like a spelunking like underground cave system. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. Like yeah. I was like I would pay money to play this game. Uh, awesome. It was five levels, and it was like there was a start, a middle, beginning, end. Like it was gorgeous. It, mm. I was blown away, and that's that was the demo. Because when I played like the RPG, I was like, okay, this is like a fun, you yeah, know, like little, little thing. you know thing. This was like a game, and I was like, that's it had crazy. music, it had the, it had like incredible level design that I, that was just really kind of inspiring to see like just one person making this. this incredible game. The lighting, the visual, like this person was like skilled. They knew what they were doing. And they only, I looked at their profile. They only had 114 followers. I was expecting like wow. thousands. It was, I was blown away. I tweeted it. Uh, I tweeted like a screenshot, um, but nobody really knew what I was talking about. Cause I was talking about like a, a game within dreams within that, a game. That's yeah. Right. That's like dope. Man. But if I, I love seeing dreams, people like announce, like they're working on, on stuff right dreams. yeah like yeah. their own little project that's awesome yeah mm-hmm. that's dope so it's called cave-in that's cave-in. like the game within the game that's, that's awesome that's awesome yeah. again dreams once i'm out of this semester we'll we have to do something we got to make a podcast within dreams really do. oh yeah that's my dream i've been yeah. saying that since it was announced uh, oh, that's let's, awesome do it, <laughs> let's do it kyle yeah what have you been playing my man uh, so if you've listened to the show, you know I'm a huge Borderlands fan, yeah. and Borderlands Game of the Year, the first one came out. Um, so I played through that completely, mm-hmm. uh, went through it solo, mm-hmm. um, because I never finished Borderlands one, and I'm a huge Borderlands f- fan, so that was yeah. kind of like a guilty, uh, like my shame pile yeah. type of thing. <laughs> um, beat it all. I-, I still love Borderlands as a franchise. I can definitely see how one isn't looked. At so fondly as mm-hmm. two, because um, yeah. two blows it out of the water. Mm-hmm. Um, just based on the fact, like voice acting is completely there, the writing's better, the visuals are better. Um, but one's a fun time. It's a great time, just shooting and looting, um, which is what I think most people like to play Borderlands for. Yeah, and um, I, I like how during the press conference they said like they tweaked the final boss to make it harder. And I never got to the final boss in the first one uh, to begin with, but yeah. this time I beat him in 20 seconds. Really? Like yeah. it, was, it wasn't that hard at oh. all. So I, it was kind of like a letdown. I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting like a huge battle. You just but I love next to those two pieces of cover, right? And just not at all. I didn't even move. I stood, yeah. I had an SMG. I just shot him up. And it was, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, but I'm excited Sucks. now because okay. I'm going to move on to two and Joe, I know you just got it. Uh, you've never played. I want, I want to get you in there. Yes. Um, Let's go, so yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm excited to get going. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'm ready. So this week has been pretty crazy. It's been 
it's it's been real. And I always say it's always good to say when you're not okay. And so being completely open, had a bit of a mental breakdown last week, uh, last Thursday. It was not a good look for Joseph. School and real life just hit me real hard. So yeah. leave it to Friday. Rise of uh, Skywalker trailer comes out. And it is, it, it is a feeling that I get. It's just like Star Wars. If there's one thing I love more than PlayStation, it's Star Wars. And don't worry, Adam, I'm not going to spoil anything other than the title, which you know I can't run away from that one. <laughs> but like in less than two minutes, all my worries. I'm just like, this week's going to be great. And then did I watch the leaked uh, trailers of The Mandalorian? Yes. Is it everything Joseph ever wanted in Star Wars? Absolutely. Is he more excited for the TV show than the movie? You bet your bottom dollar. Oh, my God. Werner Herzog's in it. Yeah. Get me in there. But with that, I played a little bit of Division. And last night, I went from uh, World Tier 3 to Tier 5. Damn. It was a couple of hours. Now, you might say, Joe, how did you do this? What type of tomfoolery did you do? Did you maybe accidentally, when you were a world tier three, loot someone who was trading a bunch of high level stuff to their friend? Did Joseph see you that are mistake? a ninja? And I didn't care. I was like, damn, <laughs> Joe. I got your stuff. I'm world tier four now. And then I got. Gotta be more careful in the streets of DC, bro. Well, you know what they were doing? They were tra- trapping me in the elevator. So I was just like, you know what, man? I just want to leave. <laughs> so I'm just gonna take your crap and run. And but don't worry, they get so much stuff. You know, <laughs> it's fine. It's the way I'll rationalize it. But dude, that game's so much fun. It is like everything I want from these looter shooters that are just polluting the streets. They're yeah. so freaking good. I'm now item level four eighty seven. So I'm in. I'm nice. in it to freaking win it. And with that, God, I love, oh, God, Division's amazing. Go out there, play it. But we got a whole lot of news on the goobers. Mm-hmm. And so with that, the first major goober. Kyle, would you like to read it? This comes from Wired. This is an exclusive. What to expect from Sony's next-gen PlayStation. Um, I assume, Joe, that you have bolded point bullet point all the important information that the article had yes so go read the wired article it is beyond fascinating uh and what i did since there's so much information i just bullet pointed everything so there might be some sentence fragments but mm-hmm. forgive it forgive and me. if i'm not mistaken this interview was with mark cerny yep mark cerny yeah um, so the first bullet point goes the ps5 has been in development for over four years mm-hmm Still unnamed and not landing in 2019, dev kits are out in the wild. Mm-hmm. AMD's Horizon Line GPU, a custom variant of Radeon's Navi family. Listen. Uh, one of the other major components that Mark was talking about, PS5, mm-hmm. uh, ray tracing capabilities. Uh, a quote from the article, it will support the tracing of light t- trends to simulate complex interactions in 3D environments. While ray tracing is a staple of Hollywood visual effects and the NVIDIA's recently announced RTX line, no game console has been able to manage it yet. Ray tracing's immediate benefits are largely visual because it mimics the way light bounces from object to object in a scene. Reflective surfaces and refractions through glass or liquid can be rendered much more accurately, even in real time, leading to heightened realism. Mm -hmm. Uh, A dedicated 3D audio chip within the console. This will be big with PSVR. 
PSVR is compatible with PS5. Hallelujah. Uh, special. That was my hallelujah, by the way. That wasn't hallelujah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, a specialized solid state drive that takes games like Spider-Man low time of 15 seconds into a 0.8 second affair. The next PlayStation will support 8K resolution, and it will be PS4 backwards compatible and physical media supported. Another hallelujah from Kyle. Hallelujah. <laughs> so with that, all that information comes out through a Wired article. What do you think about the rollout of this information? Because a lot of people were like, well, this is a little weird. Alex, I'm going to start with you. What do you feel about yeah, the this information? Is... How it was delivered? I think they, like... They feel pressure to at least acknowledge there's something in the works. Mm-hmm. And I think while it was weird, especially on like a 5 a.m. on a Tuesday <laughs> uh, yeah. with Wired of all places, like mm-hmm. yeah. I, no offense to Wired, but I would have thought like you would have done like the Wall Street Journal or like some like major like or like Eurogamer not, with the Xbox One X, right? Eurogamer, like, yeah. But yeah. I, my reason for Wall Street is like that also has like a, a mainstream audience that, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah. whatever, like they they chose Wired to get this information out there. Um, while I, I think it's weird the way that they did it, I think they kind of had to say something. You had we had Stadia, Stadia, whatever. Yeah. Heard, mm-hmm. but Microsoft just unveiled like uh, their new Sad Edition. They're talking about their next gen plans. <laughs> yeah. um, next, like at E three, and PlayStation's not going to be at E three. So right. I feel like they kind of at least had to say something. I I almost feel like they should have they would have been better just waiting but um, okay. but I get it um, okay. and I think the stats that they're they're talking about and like some of the specific uh, pieces of hardware they're using uh, is impressive. It's impressive. All right. So with that, expensive. Kyle. <laughs> yeah. What are you thinking? How this rollout what went? Uh, yeah, so like Alex said, it's definitely weird that yeah. it's a Wired article and it came out so early. Yeah. Um, but then I remembered how awful that PlayStation 4 Pro video event reveal thing was yeah. and how boring it was to watch. Yeah, uh, that's true, yeah. Especially if you're not like a big tech head and you don't know what they're talking about, like this guy right here. Um, so I think an article where there's bullet points you could read, be like, ooh, this sounds impressive. Like this whole loading thing in 0.8 seconds, that's crazy. Yeah, that is that is a game changer. So for um, like for me, I'm I'm thinking like, yeah, this is weird. It's like five o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday, wired of all places. But then I like think to myself, I don't think it's Sony feeling pressured. I I honest to God think I, like because I was talking to um, the creature in the well devs of like, how did you get on the Nindy showcase? And they're like, that was like a six month affair. Of, mm-hmm. of getting on that Nindy showcase. So I think this was at least a few months in the making, at least a month or two of talking, of shaking hands and making sure they knew exactly what they were doing. So was it weird? Yes. But are we talking about it? Absolutely. And I think yeah. that's what they wanted to do. And they kind of wanted to maybe outline what their console is focusing on. Mm-hmm. And so with that, we talk about all these specs and it's impressive. I'm not a tech guy. I don't know, you know, gigawatts to team gigahoos. I don't get it. <laughs> right. So with that, what was the most impressive thing you got out of the article? I'm going to go with Kyle. Was yeah. I, m- I mentioned it. It's the, it's the load time. Definitely. Uh, cause, cause we've, we've all played Spider-Man. We've mm-hmm. known how, cause that's the example they use, how that loading kind of takes a while. Um, and the fact that they took it down to less than a second and you're right back in the game is 
crazy. And just think about how that changes how you play an open world game when you're fast traveling between places. Like there, there is no break. You want to go somewhere and it's a long ways away. You fast travel. You're in there within a few seconds instead yeah. of waiting for a little bit while it loads. <laughs> um, that's huge. I think that would be that would change the way I play games. Yeah. How about how about you, Alex? Is it the same? Are you with the the loading aspect of like almost instantaneous loading? Yeah, the loading's cool. Uh, I don't. Mm. I'm still skeptical on 0.8 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm. I feel like there's a difference in loading up whatever demo Mark Cerny had and whatever like a, mm. a full game would be. But yeah. still, like his results were impressive. Yeah, um, like because he was talking about that was the SSD that's inside the console. Mm-hmm. And it's like a special state of the art drive that is like 19 times more powerful than some of the fastest SSDs out there, or whatever he was Dang. saying. Um, and yeah, like for me, I was just like, okay, two questions hit me. Uh, yeah, first, that's a PlayStation 4 game. So I don't, again, still impressive, but it is a last generation game compared sure, to what yeah. you, you're loading up now. And then also, is how big is this hard drive? Like, I have an external Probably hard small. drive. What's that? <laughs> Probably small. Yeah, because I'm just like, the, then what's the point if I have to get this external hard drive out there? Yeah. Is, are all games going to support this? That was the question I had in my head. So I was skeptical like you. I was just like, I need to see it. Like I, I literally won't believe it until I have it in my hands. Yeah. You know? What about you, I feel you, like Alex? they – so in regards to the memory stuff um, – yeah. Although they're doing AMD. Uh, I don't know. If there's like, so there's something called Intel Memory Octane that you can get on your PC. Okay. And it's like a, it's a $40 chip that you plug into like your computer mm-hmm. and um, you can like assign it to speed up a particular component in your, your computer. So you can assign the Memory Octane and put it on your old like mechanical hard drive and it'll increase the speed and like the efficiency and like it'll speed that up even though it's old so i wonder if like they have like this really like fast ssd that's smaller but then there's something you know connected to the device that you know when you plug in your old mechanical it speeds it up at least a little i don't know that would be really dope if they had that though yeah right it's something because like like you said if like for like you know this very fast hardware very fast ssds are always very expensive and they're like sometimes astronomical when you add on like a gigabyte ssd um and so maybe like it's a 500 250 or 500 you load like what you really want to be very fast on that Mm -hmm. and then you know when you have to use your external maybe they have some sort of memory octane or something like that the only thing Um, that gives me hope is that like we've seen like uh like you know sd cards Drop and, and mm. solid state in itself dropped dramatically over time. So are they? That's very true. Estimating where the market's going to be in a year or two, yeah. depending on when this thing comes out. And I'm sure they get a good deal because they're it's going to be going in every PS5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. so what what is 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 the memory the thing that's impressing you the most, or is there another feature to you, Alex, that that stands out? Um, for me, I think the the audio and visual capabilities. Like I am very much like a visual guy. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I am excited for ray tracing, although there are only like a few games right now that support ray tracing on PC battlefield five, I think rise of the tomb Raider. And then like, um, maybe my, there's somebody working on like a Minecraft mod that is ray tracing. So it's not like this thing where you just like turn it on and it works for all games. Like they have to specifically like develop for ray tracing. So I'm, I haven't seen like what I've seen is really impressive. I guess I'm mm-hmm. just, ex- I'm I'm eager to see 
um, how it's implemented in the other games, and also yeah. like what how that affects the price point because like the cheapest um, ray tracing graphics card right now on the market is the Nvidia 2080, and that's eight hundred dollars. And like the 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 like the pro version, the 1080 <laughs> yeah. Ti, that's twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. So I'm curious, yeah. like what they're doing because they're obviously not going to like take one of those and put in their ps4 they're going to make like a custom one with like their partner but i'm just still curious like how expensive the thing is going to be well and that's the question for me so like to tell you guys my i think ray tracing is one of them i I love the audio i like how he's just like 3d audio is cool yeah the 3d audio it is you have Adobe Atmos with uh, the Xbox One X, and I believe there's 3D capability in the VR, uh, PSVR, I believe. I think the mm-hmm. headphones are like 3D audio to it. So this has to be some type of enhanced 3D audio that we're not aware of yet. But I do like how they're like, hey, you know what? We got to get with the times. I'm a big sound guy. So hearing is super important to me when I'm playing like multiplayer Alex, you know, yeah. right? So, like, for me, just being more accurate about the sound and spatial awareness get mm-hmm. me super excited. thing that gets me the most excited, though, is knowing that PlayStation 4 games and PSVR games are here to stay. That yeah. they're no longer segmenting it and going, okay, old is old, in with the new, right? Yeah. Um, and I think they understood that because of the market... Uh, software-wise, with the PlayStation 4 was just so large that they couldn't ignore it. So, for me, I'm more excited about backwards compatibility. Excuse me. I had chili. I'm very gassy today. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I think I'm more excited about the backwards compatibility as saying, hey guys, listen, if you've been watching the Trophy Room for a while now, I've been beating this drum of, there's no way they're not going to put this in their next console no way they're gonna ignore backwards compatibility yeah xbox has been eating their lunch they have mm-hmm. to exactly buy it back and i think for the most part i don't think we're gonna see ps3 games sadly but for the most part you yeah. got all the best ones remastered so i'm not or, or the most yeah the most yeah. famous ones remastered onto the playstation mm-hmm. 4 so i'm happy about that i want to see if there's more though if we're getting maybe a PS2 or a PS1, or maybe that's just wishful thinking, I would like to see them go deeper in that back catalog. Mm-hmm. But with that, like we talk about prices a lot. Whoa, like okay, ray tracing. You got that super SSD. You got the 3D audio. It's gonna hopefully support. a 4K bl- player, like yeah. an actual disc drive in there. God, <laughs> it's gonna support physical media, Kyle. Yeah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So with all that packed into this console, the one worry that a lot of people have is, is this a PlayStation 3 scenario again? Is this a $600 box? Alex, what do you think? Yay or nay? Um, I think it's at least 500 Okay. $600. Oof. Man, I don't what, know. What if I, I, I did not ask Alex, but that we step into the mind Shuhei Yoshida. What if I asked now if I was Shu? As we know, Shuhei Yoshida, he doesn't just run the first party division over at PlayStation. He probably runs a whole company and might as well be the Illuminati. So you're walking in as the mind of Sony, of Shuhei Yoshida himself. Mm. Do you look at the competition between Stadia and Xbox with their, their X Cloud? And do you start getting nervous by saying, if we launch too high? If we, yeah, like 500 to me is like too much. Like, 
PlayStation yeah. 4 was such a sweet spot. You know what I'm saying? It was. Yeah, it was. So mm. let me ask you, Alex, that is now Shuhei Yoshida. What is your what, what what is the sweet spot? The sweet spot is four hundred dollars. Yeah. That is the sweet spot. But that's you, what Shuhei Yoshida's thinking. But can yeah. Shuhei get approval? Yeah. yeah. Shuhei doesn't need approval. He's Shuhei. He, he'll mm. be like, excuse me, person on the other line. <laughs> You're Shuhei Yofakashida. And the person on the other line is like, I am Shuhei Yofakashida. Hangs up. is like, this thing's $400. Do you think that they take a loss that big? Mm. <laughs> Kyle, no. answer that question for me. What's the sweet I mean, I, 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 400 is the ideal price. And I think mm. they yeah. can get away with it and take a little bit of a loss because of how well they did this generation. Yeah. That's, I think that's they, a good point. I think they could take a little bit of a loss because they've done so well. What, we're at 96 million sold or something like that? Something crazy? 90, 95, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think there's enough of a huge PlayStation based fan, uh, PlayStation fan base out there that is going to buy it because of how well they did this generation. And mm-hmm. I think even if you bump it up to 500, I think it's not going to be too bad. It's going to stink for like me, but like it's not going to be too bad general. I don't feel like because nothing will be worse than the $600 yeah. PS3, and that's without a game. Yeah, like that's just the the big ugly fat boy PS3. Mm. But yeah, five hundred dollars. They have to have a game packaged in. Yeah, yeah. See, for me, I I really think if if now if I was you, they have to be smart about what they're going into. I think like if you look at the Xbox One X, yes, it was a a, a beefy jump, um, and it was a half jump, you know, into the generation. But like when you look at the Xbox One X sales, I don't think they're that impressive because I don't think Microsoft. I mean, they're just not open about any type of hardware sales. But yeah, when you look anymore. at the chart, they're just. I, I think estimate that's only at forty million units sold. And I say only; it's still a great number. But like, it didn't push the metric from like two years ago where it was around thirty-ish million sold. So, like, for me, I'm thinking if I'm Shuhei Yoshida, what worked last generation, 400 bucks, and that was them being conservative, I think that this is, it, it sounds impressive, and I think the price tag is going to impress us even further. That's what I'm thinking. I, I think this thing needs to be 400 It could be 500 but I don't mm-hmm. think that's the smartest move for them. Could this? Could we have two different SKUs? Could no. we have a four hundred SKU and a five hundred dollars SKU? Mm, maybe Alex. more. Maybe more hard drive space. Maybe we I don't have know. now created the council of shoe. I'm a hard. I, I'm a hard no. I I, I don't like. I, I hope not like, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think at launch they just do one SKU and then they bring the additional ones, like the very slight modifications mm-hmm. with like the special editions, like oh you can get this. Horizon Zero Dawn 2 bundle PS4 Pro or PS5 with a mm-hmm. uh, one gig H, uh, SSD or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Only one gig? You're only one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, uh, yeah, with the SSD, I don't think we're getting much more than that. No. I, I could be wrong. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing that's, that's, that's crazy. It's like, I think it depends on the launch games. And so let me ask you this, everyone. It, 
is The Last of Us, is Death Stranding, is Ghost mm-hmm. of Tsushima, the launch games, the premier games that showcase what this console is capable of. Yeah, I think Last of Us Two, Last of Us Two, and Death Stranding are both, um, you know, cross gen. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's like day and date with the console, or you think like Last of Us is coming out in June of next year, but then it's going to have its like 8K resolution ray tracing abilities on the five when you buy it in November? Mm. Is it going to do something like that? You think? Yeah, it could be. They just, they just, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. There's something similar when PS4 first came out too. Mm-hmm. There was like a month window where you got the PS3 version and the PS4 came out. Then let me let me ask you guys this overall because I'm I'm trying to read the room here. We're all kind of like okay, <laughs> we're excited. I guess. Yeah. That, it's a new system. <laughs> yeah, because like I, I'm thinking that we're the trophy room, a PlayStation podcast. We should be over the moon about this. Is it just the venti latte and me talking? But like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel the excitement, man. For for me, like I'm I'm excited that they've acknowledged PS5, even though I've already known that they were working on it. Mm-hmm. But for me, I have to see it. Okay. I think once I see the box and I see whatever the new iteration of DualShock is, I'll be more hyped. But it's mm-hmm. still like it could just be Cerny just saying this stuff to to make sure like we're thinking about it during E3 when Xbox is talking about their new right. thing right. type of thing. Alex, what do you I'm think? very excited about PSVR continuing over because mm-hmm. I've been on the verge of buying one Ooh. for months, and I was like, "Am I too close to the PS5? Like, are they just going to abandon it and bring out something new, like PSVR 2 or something?" And that's the awesome thing is that this console will support PSVR, not just software but hardware as well. So, yeah. like, we yeah. haven't seen that since, like, I said it in my video, but like, we haven't seen that since the Wii U. <laughs> of like new hardware supporting old hardware, you know, yeah. like that's the thing that really excites me. My question, or, or not my question, the winner gamers question is how long into the PS five will we start? Will we still get PlayStation four games? Will they launch games on, on both for the time for a time, or will it be one or the other? So how long do you think PlayStation four has after the PlayStation five comes out? Do you think they just immediately pull the rug or, what what's gonna happen with the PlayStation Four? What what's its fate? Um, for like, I mean, I think like we'll even see PS Four games like not by not by PlayStation, but by like yeah. some third party who's like been developing the game for PS Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we'll see like within two years. Like I think that's mm-hmm. a two year window. First party though, six months to a year. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. it flips over. I think I think for first party, it's instant. I think yeah, actually that's like I think first party is just like the games they're developing right now mm-hmm. that were coming originally slated for PS4 um, and are going to be coming to PS5 and then I, everything else is just PS5. Yeah, and I think that's why you're not seeing them at E3. They yeah. can't show you anything right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Kyle, what do you think? Same thing. I'm thinking same yep. thing. Yeah, yeah, same thing. It's the it's the PS2 to PS3 type of jump. I feel like because mm-hmm. God of War 2, I bought brand new and played on my PS3. So it, I think it's very similar. Like they're very short window where whatever is in developer for PS4 will get it, but then I think pretty soon after it'll be PS5. Right. Well, I'm yeah. right there with you, and with that, that's the PlayStation Five news. That's the PlayStation talk right now, or PlayStation Five talk, I shall say. Uh, Kyle, what's the next bit of news? 
the next scooper comes from Push Square, so go ahead and give him a click. Star Wars actress, you're going to die when you see Horizon Zero Dawn sequel. Speaking at a Star Wars convention, actress Janina Gavankar, who played Aiden Versio in Star Wars Battlefront 2 and Tatai in Horizon Zero Dawn's DLC, more or less confirmed that the sequel is well in production. Quote, it's incredible. Wait until you see the sequel, unquote. She said of the series as posted on Reddit, quote, you're going to die. I know some secrets. You're going to die. <laughs> we assume she means this in a good way. Our guess is that Gunvankar will probably be given a larger role in the new game, perhaps expanding on her character from the add-on pack. Yeah. So I didn't get to I didn't get to play the DLC. Kyle, do you know of her character? Uh, I ran through Frozen Wild, so I don't remember How dare her you. character in that. How dare you? Well, okay. But with that, <laughs> we talked about this last week, Kyle. It kind of builds this theory I have mm-hmm. that I'll ask you, Alex. First of all, did you play Horizon Zero Dawn? I played um, through the tutorial. How dare you? Uh, it, the <laughs> you know. I, I it on my shelf. I was actually I looked at it today and I was yeah. like. You need to go play that. You need to, because it's, yeah. it's 2017's Game of the Year. Um, I got a question for you. Yeah. Is this a launch game? No. No? No? I think 2020, the consoles hit, fall 2020, and then maybe fall 2021, we see Horizon 2. <sighs> God, I need this game in my life. I, I think it's not fall of 2021. Or maybe, or maybe March. I think it's the March I think they're going to do the God of War yeah. and mm. Days Gone type thing, what we're getting this year. Okay. All right. I'm I'm down for that, man. Yeah. God, I need this game in my life. The demo starts and you just hear Aloy be like, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then she has a son. We don't even really know why. Deer. You know, I actually really like the visual of Aloy being the lead and then Kratos being her Atreus. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That'd be awesome. All right, that was nice. That was fun. Also, Gina Gavankar. Oh my God, she's she possibly loved my life. I'm gonna just say that right then and there. Did you see her reaction when she saw the guy who wrote her character at Star Wars Celebration? No, uh, they never met before. Like he wrote her character in the game, and he went to like her photo op thing mm-hmm. that she was doing. Um, he introduced herself, and she just went, "Oh my God!" and gave him the biggest hug, and See, was just like so grateful and thankful for yeah. that. She she's a great actress. I've seen her on Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God, The League, of course. Yeah, The League's awesome. Uh, and God, I, I'm thinking, why am I thinking True Blood? True, True Blood. True Blood. Yeah, God, she's a great actress. But nonetheless, also probably my wife. But I love the fact of how nerdy she is and how she's embraced it and how she's just fucking owned it. I love it so much. With that. Talk about nerdy shit that we're owning. <laughs> Star Wars Fallen Order. Let's talk about it, Kyle. Read this for us. It's a lot to read. This other goober also comes from Push Square. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order officially unveiled with debut story trailer. We have our first glimpse at this new game from Respawn Entertainment. The above trailer focuses on setting up the story and the world, introducing us to the player character Cal Kestis. He's the survivor of Order 66, in which almost all Jedi were wiped out, and he has to keep his powers concealed in order to stay alive in a world that wants him dead. We don't get a whole lot of gameplay details from the video, although it looks like wall running is in. The fighting is described by Stig Asmussen as thoughtful meaning that you'll have to utilize everything at your disposal and judge your enemy's movements as you battle. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So we made, real some, good. We, yeah, we made some pretty crazy predictions last episode, Alex, that honestly we would have made a fucking kick-ass Star Wars game. <laughs> also, by the way, you could curse on the show, Alex. You can just unleash it. Oh, um, thank goodness. <laughs> Shit. 
<laughs> so with that, what were your first impressions of this game? Alex, you're already on board. You're excited. You're seeing it. I am. I am seeing it. Um, I was excited because it seemed like, at least to me, it seemed like what we were seeing was like an engine. Okay. Um, at least for like a lot of the parts, which makes me excited because um, it looked great. Um, but wall running's cool. Like being a Jedi on the run is cool. I love games that are like that are like all about like or in movies too, like about like subtlety and like you know on the run. Like those are my favorite kind of mm-hmm. uh, stories, like and Jason so Bourne type of stuff. Huh? Like Jason Bourne. Yeah, pretty much those, like, mm-hmm. uh, Defiance, like, movies like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. okay. Kyle, what are your first impressions? Are you... Are I you thought good? it... Yeah, I thought it looked great. Hearing that Stig is the director is awesome, because he directed Game God of War 3, mm-hmm. which I love, uh, which makes me hope that the set pieces in this one are just as crazy as they are in that one. Mm-hmm. Um I think it looks cool. Uh, again, I said last week, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan in the world, but I appreciate it. And... I think what they're doing with this one is great. And I think from what other interviews I saw afterwards, um, one of the things I think Stig and another one of the people from Respawn did an interview with Brian Altano. And Brian asked, like, it seems like you're trying to lay low and, like, is stealth a part of the game? And Stig very, very much said, like, no, stealth is not. We didn't make this game oh. with stealth in mind. Like, you have to be thoughtful, mm-hmm. like he said. Yeah. But, like, there's not going to be a whole lot of stealth going on. Which is kind of interesting because, to me, that uh, last week I mentioned something like it'd be cool to like stealth through checkpoints, and like right. have the option to like that's Jedi awesome, mind yeah. trick people, but it doesn't seem like that's part of it. Okay, and does that t- kind of temper the expectations for you? No. Like, no. Okay, I, I, it, it doesn't. I think that would have been cool, mm. but I like how he said the fighting is thoughtful because yeah. going back to the Star Wars games that I have played, Force Unleashed. That fighting is not thoughtful. That's just me bashing, mashing buttons and yeah. just wrecking shop. Yeah. Like that's all I did. Uh, to me, the trailer did almost absolutely nothing. Like I'm again, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So like immediately, like I I talked to Luke Lord because we we're uh, buddies, maybe even lovers, who knows? And like we we were talking about it, and we're like, who cares? Like, it was a trailer. It happened. I'm gonna buy it. So, <laughs> to me, that gets me more the most excited is it's not frostbite. This is the engine that they, they, you know, Unreal, something that they're very familiar with. Um, And, yeah, knowing that they're single player only, there's no loot boxes. But let's get to the next question that comes from the most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life. And he asks, do you trust EA to hold their promise of no microtransactions or loot boxes? Honestly, I can still see them releasing parts of this game as DLC. And that question then very much leads into this next little, I guess, side story from Eurogamer. Your gamer reached out to Amy Hennig, whose project Ragtag was canceled and Visceral Studios then shut down. Here's what she had to say. Quote, it's odd, Henning told your Eurogamer. I have to be candid with you. I mean, it's coming from the EA Star Wars Twitter handle, so it's certainly part of the plan. But I don't know whether it's implicitly referencing previous comments they made after our project was killed. Mm. There's so much change in this industry all the time. Over the course of my time at EA, we were back and forth on what the overall publishing corporation wanted. Everybody's trying to figure out what the right path is. I also think Respawn's game has the benefit of being largely developed before they were acquired. It is a protected entity. 
and Vince Zampella makes very sure because he's part of the executive team at EA. He can protect the interests of Respawn. This is all speculation on my part. I don't know why the change of heart happened, because that was very clearly not an acceptable plan when we were working on Ragtag. But you know, things change. The decision to cancel Ragtag was made in summer of 2017. We found out in October 2017, so that's almost two years ago. And a lot has changed in that time. And there's been a pretty public and vocal backlash against the idea gamers don't want single-player finite games without all these extra modes. Of course they do. Of course we do. So maybe this is just a demonstration of a change of strategy for EA. And you've got to understand there's been huge changes in management there since all of this happened as well. Both Patrick Soderlund and Jade Raymond have left in the meantime, and Laura Miele, who was the franchise general manager for Star Wars when I joined, is now in Patrick's role. So I don't have any insider knowledge, but there's a lot of reasons they could have adopted a new attitude for this. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad for Respawn's sake, because I'm excited about their game, and I've heard great things about it. So via the ashes of Amy's game and what she said and the the changing of the guard over at EA, yeah. going back to Seamus' question, what type of DLC plan do they have? Do you think they're going to weasel something in? What do you think that weaseling is? Alex, I'll go to you, sir. Um, I, I think that games need to make more money than $60 now. Yeah. And so that's, that's obviously why we see microtransactions and stuff. I think we will definitely see, at the very least, paid story DLC. Um, you know, whether it's like an epilogue or, you know, somewhat side character. Like a season like pass? Spider- hmm? Like a season pass? I don't even know if it's – I mean, it could be a season pass. I mm-hmm. think more something like akin to, I think, like their competitors, like Assassin's Creed over at Ubisoft does great DLC. And like mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen a lot of people praise yeah. their their strategy with their DLC and stuff. Okay, Maybe they take a page from that book. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Kyle, what about – what say you, sir? Well, I I have to agree with uh, Seamus that I am a very, I'm a little trepidatious when it comes to EA, just because like, what good have they done really lately, other than Apex? Right. You know, it, it's really it's hard to come across like really good EA stories. Um, so I understand where he's coming from, and I do think there we there will be some paid DLC, which. Mm-hmm. I also don't think is the worst thing in the world. Right. Um, it'd be worse if they try to throw in like microtransactions and loot boxes in a single player story. Cause that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to you shadow of war, but like, you know, it was, I, I, I think there'll be something, I think maybe along the lines of last of us and left behind something mm-hmm. like a two hour thing afterwards, like Apple or maybe or like frozen wilds, how that was kind yeah. of like an add on thing. Yeah. I, I and I, again, I, that's not a bad thing at all. If mm. it adds to the story, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel for Amy. I feel yeah. for Amy in these quotes, for sure. I, you can you can just feel the sense of, like, I love when she's like, I got to be candid with you. Like, she's, like, taking the gloves off as she's saying it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, the fact that they canceled her game months before she figured they found out, Yeah, that's that's pretty, that's rough. Yeah, and how the, like, hey, I know you've been working really hard the last two months, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's yeah. a done deal. What do you feel about those quotes, uh, Alex, before I give you my thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm kind of right there with you, Kyle. Yeah. Like, very sad, and, like, you can definitely tell, like, she is 
trying to be respectful, but also like she's hurt. Yeah, yeah like, mm-hmm. and she's like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And especially like when you think like she is like the single player like writer, like you think yeah. about, and like she has helped make so many single player games. And and while Respawn has it's been a minute since I've done a single player game. Like it's been mm-hmm. Modern Warfare Two was the last time, or I guess Titanfall Two, but mm-hmm. before that it was Modern Warfare Two on like PS3 and 360. Mm-hmm. Like okay. they are tr- traditionally like more of a multiplayer focused studio. Mm-hmm. With great single player campaigns, like I love the Modern Warfare campaigns one mm-hmm. through two. Like those are some of my favorite stories ever in games. Yeah. Um, I mean, even like the Call of Duty stories back in World War Two, right? Like Finest Hour. Mm-hmm. Those were mm-hmm. awesome story beats, and you really did feel yeah. for the characters, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while like they are great, I think I think they are great storytellers too. Like they're lately they're focus has been multiplayer experiences for the most part you know Titanfall 1 no single player yeah. Titanfall 2 you had single player that everybody loved mm-hmm. but a lot of it was multiplayer and then now Apex Legends and um, so on and so forth like I think they have more multiplayer plans for later this year so like I, I see like her like from her point of view and from a lot of other people's point of view it's like oh like you you took like the project away from like the master of single player narratives and game design and then you gave it to somebody who was still qualified but maybe not as mm-hmm. qualified and yeah. maybe like at least in a lot of people's eyes so i, I mean, didn't like, see like the pain and she didn't say any of that but like yeah you can, infer yeah. You can just kind of sense it in the quotes right yeah. again like when you're like i gotta be candid with you and like things change that's the thing with me too is just like when you see any actor or actress or director or whatever come into the role of star wars it's often enthusiasm because star wars is magical right mm-hmm it fixed my horrible week in two minutes. So like for me, yeah, it sucks as a brilliant creator that Amy is being taken away and then just seeing it given back, you know, to, to people that aren't you when you were crafting something, put hours upon hours, months, you know, years into a project and just got, Nope. You know, it kind of sucks. I think I can speak for all of us. Like I want to play an Amy game again. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. somebody let her make her game. That's all I want. <laughs> please. Please. With it's that, been how long? Uncharted 3? Yeah. But with that, like going back to the topic that Seamus brought up, I just want you both to close your eyes for just a second. If you're in your car, close your eyes. Okay? okay. <laughs> Don't worry. Just press this gas. Everything's going to be fine. Cruise We've control. That's why it's entered. Yeah, whatever, you know. Um, it's really just an option. You're entering the dark hallways of EA's executive branch. I feel uncomfortable. Oh, I do too. <laughs> there is a looming presence, a uh, darkness that surrounds you as you lead down to this dark hallway. You enter the throne room. There mm. lies Andrew Wilson, the Emperor himself. He has directed you to Order 67. <laughs> Not sixty nine. Yeah, come on. I was I was going there. All right, Emperor Wilson was going there, but he's classier. All right, Order sixty nines for the night time. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine, imagine Emperor Palpatine's O face. No, but nonetheless. (laughs) Just picture it. You're closing your eyes. You have to. Okay. Order 67 is just, I think, a season pass. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I couldn't do it. The, the coffee is really just screwed up. Dealing. Coming up. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, but I would be Mr. Palpatine. You know, people hate DLC. And you'd be like, do it. Let do it. Must be you. 
Show no mercy. That entire time I had my eyes closed. Yes. This is for my Game of Thrones fans out there. <laughs> I pictured just Bran to the side. Just <laughs> God damn, that episode was good. But yeah, no, I just think it's a season pass. And I think they're m- much more worried about what Disney thinks of them than like they, they want to course correct so that Disney's off their case. That's what yeah. I would think if I'm EA at this point. Yeah. With that, we spent a lot of time on a Star Wars. Let's get into some Flash news. It's just one this week, but it's something that's important, and it's awesome that video games are making a positive difference. This story comes from Ubisoft itself, Kyle. Would you yeah. like to read it? As the smoke clears on the events that unfolded on Monday at the Notre Dame de Paris, we stand in solidarity with our fellow Parisians and everyone around the world moved by the devastation the fire caused. Notre Dame is an integral part of Paris, or Paris. I don't know why I was so mad. (laughs) (laughs) A city to which we are deeply connected. Mm -hmm. Seeing the monument in peril like this affected us all. In light of Monday's events, we will be donating 500,000 euros to help with the restoration and reconstruction of the cathedral. We encourage all of you who are interested to donate as well. I'm pretty sure that's euros. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. (laughs) Uh, But how American we just came off. Like, Rudy probably is right now in his buggy, whatever. (laughs) You know, whatever those those Brits are driving. And he's just like, Uh, not even Brit, mate. And it's like, whatever moods, you know, United Kingdom, Brexit. And he's just like, in there, and he's just like, it's, it is absolutely, <laughs> absolutely Euros. Anyway, horse and buggy <laughs> aside, um, this is awesome news. I yeah. also saw that there was like a rumor, I couldn't get a solid yes or no, but they offered to have the like the, the construction they made in uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. They're also giving the game away for free right now on PC, mm-hmm. but they're giving away that template to the program in which to fund remaking the cathedral, which I think is really awesome. Yeah, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So just awesome news to maybe feel a little better because for me as a history buff, seeing the Notre Dame up in flames, it kind of hurt my soul. Yeah. But then kind of reinvigorated what being human is all about. It's just like how we rise from the ashes and we build anew. It's awesome. But uh, Flint, Michigan still doesn't have drinking water. So with that, Let's get into the next bit of news. The Stranger News. Kyle, would you like to read? Uh, This comes from Polygon. GameStop to allow game returns for full store credit within two days of release. The gaming retail giant will offer returns within two days of a game's release in the form of store credit worth the full price of the game, even for open software. Mm. Known as Guaranteed to Love It, the initiative was first reported by cheap-ass gamer on Twitter with an image of a company memo outlining the transaction process. A GameStop representative confirmed the details of the program to Polygon. Mm. Quote, True to our core promise, today's announcement is a testament that GameStop is committed to giving power to the players. And our Guaranteed to Love It trade promotion offers our customers the peace in mind of buying video games inside our retail stores at no risk. Beginning with Days Gone next week, the company said in the statement to Polygon. So Days Gone being the first game uh, to showcase this new program. A lot of like people that I've been hearing are kind of like going, Ugh, yeah, this is the beginning of the end of GameStop that this is, this is just a last ditch effort of trying to mm-hmm. save their dying business. Um, and though again, ex employee don't have much love for the company. Same. 
I actually think this is awesome because you're seeing them catch up with the times. Like we saw PlayStation a few weeks ago announce their digital returns. Well, now they're trying to do the same with physical returns. And I think mm-hmm. that's really freaking awesome. So what do you think, Alex? Do you think that this is this a, a last-ditch effort or do you think this is actually them trying to modernize the company a little bit? No, I think it's very much um, an instance of them trying to be competitive in a market mm-hmm. that... You know, they haven't been for. I, like, I feel like GameStop is fine, right? Now. Like, it's like all everybody always says doom and gloom, but like anytime <coughs> I go to any GameStop, yeah, it's always packed. Like, it's mm-hmm. like that's still for a lot of people like the staple, right? Like, yeah, even though like a lot of like in the know gamers like know where to get like they know to go to Best Buy and get well not mm-hmm. anymore, but get yeah. the twenty percent off. They know to go to Amazon to get that voucher. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't know that stuff, and so they just like default to GameStop because that's like the retailer for games, right? Mm. And so I think this is just like an effort to make themselves competitive for um, like the more, you know, for not only like regular like quote normal gamers, like more casual gamers, yeah. but also like the people who have been lapsed, the people yeah. who are more in the know on the deals. Like this is this is awesome. Like. Um, this is a great way to test out a game, and if you don't like it, take it yeah. back. Like that's, yeah. yeah, I'm just like no, awesome. no harm, no foul. Like, was yeah. It, yeah. You, were you a little bit too late? Yeah, but it is what it is. It's awesome. Running a little bit short on time, so I just think at the end of the day, this is awesome news. Um, it also excites me for a smaller game. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to beat it. Then I'm going to bring it right back. Right? Oh. I was saying, you ready to binge Days Gone? No, yeah. don't do that. Don't listen. No, to I Kyle. wouldn't do that. I wouldn't it's do an evil that. Soul. <laughs> Let's get to the Days Gone news. Which is literally the the download sixty seven gigs. Yeah, Why sure. couldn't you just make it two gigs bigger? Come on, that's what she said. Got one in there. <laughs> also, our Days Gone giveaway. If you want to win a copy of Days Gone, it has to be physical. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna have to mail it to you. But with all that you have said, to return it within two days, and yeah. you can return it within two days. <laughs> Go out there. P.S. Trophy Room on Twitter. Follow us. Like the pin tweet. Retweet the pin tweet. Or if you haven't already, uh, you can rate us five stars on iTunes. Give us a picture. If you've already rated us on iTunes, don't worry. You're already entered to win as well. So you got uh, two chances to win? Two chances. That's nuts. So with that, our next piece of news. This one's a bit of a long one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so let's try to get this one. Let's try to get this one sorted. This is it. a report coming straight out of Kotaku. Kyle, would you like okay. to read this long ass? Of course. Sony has new stricter guidelines for sexual content in PS4 games. Sony has said it has a new set of guidelines for regulating the sexually explicit content in the games sold on its platform, according to a new report by the Wall Street Journal. Quote, a Sony spokeswoman confirmed the company has established its own guidelines so that creators can offer well-balanced content on the platform, and gaming does not inhibit the sound growth and development of young people, end quote, the Wall Street Journal writes. One of their biggest concerns is software sold in the company's home market of Japan, which tradi- traditionally has had more tolerance for near nudity and images of young women who might appear underage. The Wall Street Journal points to new- two main reasons for the new policy based on its conversations with unnamed Sony officials. The first is the rise of the hashtag MeToo movement. The second is the growing ubiquity of streaming platform 
platforms like Twitch and YouTube where sexually explicit games coming out of Japan can find a global audience. The new guidelines are in contrast to Nintendo, which told the Wall Street Journal that sexually explicit games can be sold on the Switch as long as they receive a rating from a national agency like the Entertainment Software Rating Board. Platform holders actually haven't ever released any games that the board has given an an adult-only rating, but M-rated games can have some sexual content and are common on all platforms. The the adult visual novel Nekopara Volume 1, which includes partial nudity and the option to, quote, pet female characters using a virtual cursor released on switch last summer with a rating of mature 17 plus while the ps4 version was delayed until november when it finally came out fans reported several changes that made it less sexually explicit including extra steam and bath scenes and the removal of a slider players could use in the other versions to make characters breasts jiggle more Though Sony never announced the new guidelines, fans of various adult games began to speculate that some new policy had been introduced after an uptick in delays and censorship last fall. Last October, publisher Exceed Games announced that the adult game Senran Kagura Burst RE colon Newell would be delayed on PS4 in order to remove the intimacy mode and comply with the wishes of the platform holder. The fuck is the intimacy mode? I'm so sorry. This is is wild. Uh, Earlier this year, Players found that the Western PS4 version of Devil May Cry 5 included light beams in one of its cutscenes to hide a female character's exposed butt. The scene was unchanged in the Xbox One and PC versions of the game. It was also unchanged in the Japanese PS4 version, leaving it unclear whether it was affected by Sony's new guidelines or the result of some internal decision on Capcom's end. Wow. Round of applause, everybody. Kyle Stevenson. If that was me, we would have never gotten through that. <laughs> wow. Um, the porn is free, right? Yeah. You this, don't have to. Yeah. And, God, when I had to read, like, you the, have fan, the, the <laughs> fan base was upset or they reported less sexual yeah. content. Get out of here. Yeah. Come on. There's also, a light beam on that booby. Oh, <laughs> oh, not the bright. beam. Not the beam. Um, okay. So how am I going to get my rocks off if I can't see anime girls, you know, tentacles? And I if I don't have the jiggle slider, what am I going to do? What am I going to do without the oh. slider if it only goes up to seven, you know? Man. But isn't this a little hypocritical, though? Like, again, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Um I mean, the, really, the adult visual novel that very much disturbed me was Neko Pakamara. Because just like Neko, I'm like, uh oh, what yeah. does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not a fan of these visual novels, but at the same exact time, is it a little bit hypocritical of Sony to censor these games when we have games like GTA 5 where you have literally a mode where a girl gives you a, a BJ, you know? Uh, Tim Olson, don't look that word up. <laughs> don't, okay? Like, you know, don't, don't. God damn it, Tim Olson. <laughs> Pause it. <laughs> Wait till he's at school. Um, so, like, yeah, like, like, you're having sex with hookers in this game, and the car's gyrating, and it's stupid, but, like, that's, that's something. Like, God of War had sex mini-games. Like, is... Is the over censorship going too far? Is like I'm surprised that you know like Nintendo just goes, hey, if it's all right with the rating board, it's all right that was with really me. Surprising to me. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. So like, I don't know, Alex. What, what do you think of all this? Because it's it's a weird issue because like it seems 
you know, black and white, but there is shaded gray to it. Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily know if I have an opinion, to be honest, but yeah. I, I do think, like, if you're going to censor this thing over here, then you should probably censor this thing over here. And I'm not familiar with, like, the God of War sex mini games or anything like mm-hmm. that. I, the first God of War I played was the 2018 one. But, yeah, uh, so I'm not familiar with those other references. What had happened like, in those games, it was... <laughs> Off screen, but you could see like the bed shaking or the room shaking and things. Falling okay, over. yeah, and in GTA, like it seems like they are very just trying to crack down on the very visual. Mm-hmm. Okay, explicit, explicit, explicitity. Yeah. I don't yeah. know the explicit, very explicit visuals yeah. because like in GTA, the view is blocked by a car, and I guess God of War, it's off screen. Maybe mm-hmm. the, the the importance for them is like what is in the camera. You know, yeah. I don't know. And I, I think with the ones case for, I don't know. And, and like in this case with like Neko Para <laughs> yeah. thing, like you're petting somebody with a cursor. There's yeah. some interactivity there, which mm. freaks me out. Um, it's like that game Galgun too. Like yeah. that freaks me out a little bit. Honestly, listen, God damn it. I'm going to say it. different strokes for different <laughs> folks. But like, it's just weird. Cause I didn't, I didn't know that. I really didn't know games like this existed on the PlayStation 4, like, outside of Japan. I didn't know they were this big. I know, like, there was, like, a game that we trolled Joe after work to play on a stream. It was, like, a couple, like, bikini babes shooting each other with, like, squirt guns. It was stupid. But I think like, that's Galgun, actually. Is it Galgun? It might be. So, like, I didn't honestly know that this was really happening. I knew the censorship of Devil May Cry, and I think that's a little bit, yeah, overreaching, but... Yeah, to me, I'm going to say I like that Sony's taking the initiative of doing this. I don't like how vague they are in doing this. Like, Gotcha. What I would like them to say is, hey, listen, gang, um, times are changing, and we want to change with the times. We want to be progressive, but we also want to be open in how we want to address these things. Instead of like telling the developer a week before the game comes out that you need to change, you, you got that scale. <laughs> it's not accurate, right? Um, I think that's the way to go. Yeah, because that's the problem. It's not accurate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem of it. Yeah, you know, just I don't know. I would, yeah, that's all I got to say for it. Tim Wolf's son, go to church. <laughs> You're the nearest church, temple, whatever. Get those demons out of here. I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. With that, Kyle, Alex, hold on to something. Are you holding? Prepare the drop. Each and every week, the latest and greatest. I'm sorry. I'm going to go back to the voice. The latest and greatest in PlayStation games drop. But since there are so many games that drop on the PlayStation storefront, we can only pick one. So with that... My pick is Ghost Giant. As the Ghost Giant, you are the protector of the lonely little boy, Lewis, who's in a dire need of a helping hand. Build trust with Lewis by helping him uncover big or even gigantic obstacles. Discover Lewis's world. Meet its eccentric inhabitants and experience the heartwarming and sometimes heartbreaking story in the Ghost Giant. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> I'm excited for that one. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on that because you're you're gonna play that before me. Yeah, I got I got a got a review code for it today. Gonna play it tonight. Nice. Hopefully, have a review for it on Friday. Uh, 
if you know, I've been excited for this game since they announced it at E3. I'm going in, fam. Move controllers, just to let you guys know what you're walking into. But I'm pumped. I'm pumped, Kyle. What's your pick, sir? Uh, my pick, uh, speaking about visual novels, but not those kinds. Uh, Our World is Ended, a new masterpiece of narrative visual novel story- storytelling. <laughs> Follow Judgment 7, a team of eccentric developers working on their latest game in augmented reality. On a summer's day, their AR headset let them catch a glimpse of Tokyo in ruins. Could it really be the end of the world? Sounds cool. Like I'm it. in. Sounds cool. Alex, and your pick is... Not on the drop, but it's dreams. Yeah, which Don't is weird. In a world, world. <laughs> in a world where you can build your own world. With do that, you like dreams. <laughs> by God, with that, we do have some Andy uh, snail mail. Uh, I got to get it off the Discord. So with that, you guys, each and every week, you could send us your questions over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter or via our Discord, the Casa de Bad Bit Discord, and ask us various questions. Or if you want, you could go over, you can mail your mail over to Andrew House's address, link in the description, and I get to each and every week jump over the fence and steal this dumb idiot's mail. And so you might be saying, Joe, why are you doing this to Andrew Wilson or Wilson? I mean, yeah, we should do it to him. He kind of actually really deserves it if you're thinking about it. But like, why are you doing this to Andrew House? It's how I get my sick kicks. Okay, that's there's a slider that I use to get my sick kicks, and it's <laughs> how many airfare miles I have on United just to go over. And so this week, I just because I was just like I ran, I jogged, I knocked on Andrew's uh, Wilson's or sorry House's house, and he's like. Hello, who is it? I'm like, hey, uh, hey, Andrew, listen, uh, Star Wars Celebration's happening. I'm trying to watch the stream. Could could I just have your mail? Could I just please? Oh, and you just asked like, him this week. Yeah, I just asked him. Oh, okay. And he was just like, no, you know how many times you call me, you stupid, bloody idiot on the telly, <laughs> you prick. <laughs> Whoa. So what I just did was I just MacGyvered a, like, a bomb, and I just placed it on the gate. Oh, jeez. Okay. Blew up the gate. I wow. just took a nice jog. I took the mail. He's just like, get back here. He tries to chase after me. He stupid. was more concerned with the mail than the explosion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just property. like, what's that rumble outside? And so the <laughs> stupid idiot puts on his shoes <laughs> like the dummy he is. He tries to run, but he trips because I tied the shoelaces together. <laughs> Dang. You're so quick, man. Dude, I'm so quick. It's a <laughs> stupid idiot. So with that, we got some news. Okay? We got some questions. Okay. Famous you Seamus. are definitely on the inter- Interpol list now. <laughs> no, oh, you sure. haven't already. You said you said bomb and Andrew House's house. You're <laughs> oh, you're on the list. <laughs> Remember when I said I don't edit things? Yeah, I'm not. It was a friendly bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Hearts came out. Hearts came out, and it it literally, it was just like BB-8 came out, and he just like, there you go. He called it, BB-8 called his kid stupid, and then that was the distraction. Yeah, and the Rise of Skywalker means I'm the Skywalker. (laughs) There you go, we retconned The Last Jedi. Famous Seamus writes in, (laughs) which world do you think you would survive longer in? Days Gone or The Last of Us? And why? So just, Alex, I'll go with you first. Oh man. Yeah. Um Last of Us. Yeah. I would have just stayed in the town. We're good. Mm. Yeah. Right? I feel like I'm the dumb idiot that would die instantly. I would get the cough and then everybody looks at me and they just shoot me in the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well are the 
So in Last of Us, hmm, how does the, the zombie transfer in Days Gone? Is it by biting or is it viral? Well, that's the question. We don't know yet. That's right? true. We don't know. We don't know. I, I, I think it's a virus thing. Mm. Okay. Well, then if it's viruses, if, if it's spores and if it's a virus, like yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 I'm just fucked. It doesn't matter which, which <laughs> world I'm in. I'm yeah. dying first, dude. Look at me. You know? I'm, go- I'm going Last of Us. Yeah. Because I think, even though I'm a big, big person, mm-hmm. I'm very quiet on my feet. Ooh. Like, I, I can be very sneaky. And yeah. I, I'm with the survival cl- camp. I can do this. Yeah. With, with the clickers relying so much on sound, I think I can get away with it. Unless yeah. I'm like, sick. I, could not, and the, I could not and outrun then, the freakers. No. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. The, the, and I, I can't figure out a motorcycle. I would yep. just be sitting there stalling. Yep. And bad. 200, 300 running at me. Yeah. yeah no, I'm, nope. I'm done, Zos. I'm so sorry. And then... um. A question from Rancher Ribo. He asks, I got a question for you. <clears throat> By God. Have you seen my tractor? I've been looking for my blue tractor. I have done gone, made a clumsy mess of myself, and I forgot my tractor. By God. Here's the deal. Right now, Twitter, it's probably already too late, but we're voting for Rancher Ribo. Alex, get your phone out. Follow Ribo Flavins on Twitter. Vote Rancher Ribo. We're rigging this thing tonight. All right, he needs <laughs> to win. It's a, it's a, a farmer Ribo or Rancher Ribo. It's obvious phonetically. Rancher just makes sense. It's not literal. We know he's working on a farm and not a ranch. But if you're trying to put something on a T-shirt, what sounds better, R and R or F R? It's R and R. It's Rancher Ribo. Come on, gang. Get over it with the stupid nonsense. What are we? Andrew House's family? Stupid idiots. <clears throat> I, sometimes I hope you find your blue tractor, Rancher Rhymo. I, I do too. And then Boba, uh, Boba Hotep writes, so am I the only one who thinks the choice of uh, ad- advert... I can't say that. For the new Xbox One <laughs> S uh, all digital edition was a poor uh, poor one to make. Xbox <laughs> One, sad. What did you think about that? Let's hop in the car for a second. Alex? Oh, abbreviations is what Abbreviations, thank you. Um, Alex, what do you feel about the news of the sad console? Man. Yeah. Ah. Uh. I'm sad, you know. I don't. I feel like they said the emotion I have to feel, like right on the box. Yeah. So here I am. There you go. Um, yeah, the price point makes me sad. The this the box itself makes me sad. <laughs> um, it's just sad times, man. Yeah, so I mean, I, I'm not really that concerned about it. They have like three other SKUs on the market. Like yeah. I'm yeah. not. Yeah, they were really worried about SKUs it. That aren't selling. This this particular so. SKU was a bit of a, a flub so far. Yeah, but then again, when the original Xbox came, Xbox One came out, mm-hmm. um, they were very quick to make it a price drop. I think sure. within like uh, a month, it dropped to by fifty dollars. Yeah. So if this thing's not selling, then they might just. Yeah. I feel like they drop it, push it out. Kyle, what do you what say you, sir? Two hundred fifty dollars for a sad console. It. It's it's mind boggling. Yeah. Does no one have any like? Does no one test things this out? Like, does it, no one notice this and bring it to the everyone else's attention? I don't know. That just says Xbox One sad. I'm just lucky that <laughs> yeah, Alex, your 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 video died towards the final minute of the show, so that's good because you look very you look very like in you're very zen right now. But oh, is that, it? Yeah, don't is worry it about still it. Dead? You, you don't need to fix it. You're fine. 
with that, I'll just say my 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 Twitter post of a of a comment is this. Uh, wow, wow. On a day where PlayStation literally has announced that even their next generation console will have a disk drive, you come out with a console that doesn't, and it's only fifty bucks cheaper than what you got on the market right now. Mm. Yikes! That's a big yikes. And like, yikes. by the way, um, I saw on like Kind of Funny Games Daily, you as when they were announcing it, you could buy a, a Xbox from Walmart for like two twenty, like a, an, an S version. And, like, you see them all the time. Like, I saw one when I was walking in Costco not, not like, more than a month ago, 220 bucks. There's, like, a skew out right now, 300 bucks with the division. Why the oh, hell wow. would you buy? Why would you yeah. eliminate options for yourself just to save 50 bucks? Which begs the question for me is this is the – they're, they're – they're announcing this console not to sell a console, but to get the idea in your mind that digital is the thing that's happening. You know, mm. that, that this is the path they're going down. So I think it's to normalize that concept more than it is to sell a console. That's what I'm thinking. I'm also thinking come Black Friday, we're going to see this thing at 150 or 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. Well, we already see the on Black for the past two Black Fridays, the Xbox One S has dropped to two hundred. Yeah, this thing has to drop to one fifty. Yeah, it has to. I just yeah. to me it was just like this is the most asinine way to launch this thing. Like mm-hmm. I think two hundred was the sweet spot, and would have actually went okay. Well, you know what? Maybe I will forego the Ultra Four K Blu Ray drive in here to make this cheaper alternative. Maybe I'll buy bite the bullet. But now it's just like, why? It was a cool trailer. Would you but buy it for one fifty. Would I buy it for one fifty? Um, I would Friday. buy it for my sister in law for one fifty. Absolutely. Because I would actually buy it. Yeah. Yeah. I've never owned an Xbox console and that's like perfect for me. Yeah. Yeah. You're not missing much. With that <laughs> Bam jam, jam. With that said, everybody, that has been the trophy room. Uh before we go, Alex, there's so many things you could plug, so plug away, good sir. Uh sure, thank you. Um OKBeast.com is where I reside. I the OKBeast OK podcast. It comes out every Monday. It's it's ninety minutes ish. Uh, and we talk about you know industry happenings, what we've been playing, um, and we answer listener questions. So it's it's a very fun show. I also host the world's number one Apex Legends podcast called Jump Master. So if you're into Apex Legends, uh, come give us a listen. We post that every Friday, uh, and that runs about thirty to forty five minutes. So um, those are the mo- most of the shows I'm doing. I do videos over at YouTube.com/slash OKBeast. I got a really cool video coming out. Within the next week or two, just got to finish editing it. It's a video essay. It's going to be fun. Uh, but you can keep up with it all really easily uh, by following me on Twitter at It's Van Aiken. Very awesome. excited about that video awesome. essay. I love your video essays. Yeah, it's been a minute since I put one out. I've been busy yeah. Yeah. Uh, with like a lot of podcasts. But Dude, you, your interview is with uh, Stephen Spawn. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. thank you. You guys over yeah. there at OK Beast do so, so much great work. And I love having each and every one of you guys on. Uh, it's been fantastic. With that, Kyle, is there anything you'd like to plug, good sir? As always, I'd like to plug myself. You can follow me at ninja 73 on Twitter and on PSN. Uh, you can follow my show all about the kind of funny community called Best Friends Talk Funny at BFS Talk Funny on Twitter and wherever you listen to podcasts. 
So give it five stars, review it. If you want to be on the show, let me know. Um, also, we're launching a, uh, a new podcast called Dollar Slice Pod uh, with my kind of NYC buddies, Kelsey and Mike Toundro. Um, we're recording the first episode this weekend, and it should be out soon. So look forward to that. I like it. And with that, you can always get the trophy room over at Bad Big Games on YouTube, where we talk about everything PlayStation related. We do. We've done a. Let me restart this. I. I'm so good at this. Why have I flubbed up for the first time in months? You can find the trophy room over at Bad Big Games where you talk about all things PlayStation. We've done a whole lot of should you buys, top fives of PlayStation, all that great stuff. And you can follow the show each and every Thursday there on our video format. You can find us on iTunes. Please rate us five stars. It helps us out. Builds this big, beautiful family that we call home. You can find us wherever there's an RSS feed service. If Google doesn't mess up, Google Podcasts, I'm looking at you. But usually I just go and I, I, I turn on Overcast and it's the best podcast app. It's amazing. They're not sponsored by, you know, we're not sponsored by them. It's just a really good app. And that's, it's, they got a night mode on it. It's dope, you know. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation. Alex, I like, I like you're like. I'm I didn't know you could see my audio, my video, my video still. <laughs>